0: stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers.
1: Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander.
2: Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited to be here again. I have a yet another amazing guest this week, another one of my friends. I keep calling in on all my friends because, well, I guess everybody realizes why I'm so grateful when they hear these guests and be like, really, you hang out with them? But I really, I get to uh, from time to time. And um, this woman, Angela Mader, you may have heard, well, I, I'm sure you've heard of her amazing company, FitLock. Uh, her fit books were what she started her company with. It popped up all over the place these days. She's an amazing entrepreneur. She uses philosophy to redefine how people can integrate fitness into their life and change the shape of our world. So, we will get to her in a little bit and I'll tell you more about her. But first, I want to have a little serious conversation with you that really. Is about having it all, though. At first glance, it might not sound it. I would love for you to think this morning about how you spend your time online. I know we all know that you shouldn't be in your in front. Should I? I hate the word should, but you shouldn't be in front of your computer all day long because it's a waste of time. You're not being active, you know. And I know I get sucked into Facebook. I mean, I ha- obviously have to be on there a significant amount of time to make sure that I'm allowing you into my life and all of that. But I think a lot of people get tempted into the rabbit hole of negativity there, whether it be, you know, there's something in your life that you want. Like, I mean, I'll admit it when I see engagements pop up every 15 seconds, it doesn't exactly make me feel amazing. And while I'm happy for everybody else, I'm sort of like, huh, how is everybody else making this happen? And I haven't yet. Um, not that I'm all about getting married, but you get it. And I know some people, you know, women trying to have children, they might see babies popping up. And so one, are you spending too much time? And what percentage of that time is super positive and what percentage of it is negative? And if you're a person who's ever put a negative comment to someone on there, I would really ask you to visit like what is going on with that? Because every minute that you spend time taking time out of your day to say something negative to someone else is taking away from you. And I mean, I think it's funny sometimes, you know, I'll make a flip comment like, Oh, some days I wish I chose mom, like meaning be a mom. If I've had a really rough day in this, industry. And it it's not about, I think being a mom is easy. It's absolutely not. It's just something I've always wanted. Uh, so when I say those things and then I get like tons of hate and women telling me that I don't know what it's like, and I don't know how much time it takes and how busy they are and all those things. And my response back is always, how do you have time to say mean things to me? Um, and again, like I, we all have our path and I know being a mom is difficult and I know that you know some days I'm the luckiest person in the world because I'm hanging out with Angela and talking to all you and other days they're more challenging but so when people make comments like sometimes I think they come from a place that isn't how people take them And it's really easy to get fired up and fire back. And as I said, in order to really have it all in life, like I can honestly say that I have never said anything negative online ever to someone, you know, like a personal type thing. And there have been one or two times where someone said something that upset me. And if it's something that really upset me and I have some sort of relationship with that person, or I normally think that they're such an amazing role model, I literally will send them a private message and just be like, hey, curious what you meant by that. It kind of came across like X, Um, you know, and in both cases, I got these lovely responses back. So, uh, as I said, just be really careful about that because, I mean, it's... Every minute that you're taking time away from your goals and what you want to do something like that, it's just completely counterproductive. And if someone makes some stupid comment or, you know, there's this man who's constantly heckling me, I think it's funny. I finally like said to him, an e- like he literally constantly tells me that I know nothing and that I'm not qualified. And, you know, it's so funny. He's like, so what? You've helped, you know, X people lose weight. Like, what's your degree and stuff like that. And and I've written back, you know, I wrote back once and I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way. But, um, you know, I, I do have hours of education. And while I'm not a doctor, I'm not giving doctor info. But I just think it's so funny that he's so obsessed with trying to make me feel bad. And I just know that that's an unhappy person. So don't be that unhappy person. Be the happy person and have it all. Okay, now with that, I am going to bring on Angela. Uh, As I said, she just had this brilliant philosophy brainstorm. I don't know about you, but... When I use a journal, I don't use journals as much as I could, to be honest, but when I do, it's always a fit Fitbook, ha- and I give them as gifts because I love them so much, and I love the gratitude that comes behind them. Uh, Angela now has her Fitbooks in retailers such as Target, Walgreens, and Amazon. She consults with schools and healthcare organizations and even Fortune 1000 companies to implement results-driven wellness programs. And she's taken which was once her own battle, which I am so excited to hear about. We were just chatting that like we met through Kim Lyons, who's one of the trainers on Biggest Loser for those who don't know or was and uh, at a conference and we instantly hit it off. We both have Christian values and so many other things. And then we were hanging out as girlfriends and, you know, we talk entrepreneurship and we talk girlfriend, but somehow we never really talked about each other's personal stories. So I'm super excited to hear that today.
3: Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Devin. I am beyond excited to be here. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk um, more about everything that that we probably never even touched on.
2: (laughs) I know. Well, why don't you tell us? I mean, okay, so I should say that you know I if I didn't know you and I just saw you online and first of all you're gorgeous and super fit and then you you know you look at all the places you've had fit book you have this huge empire you've transformed tons of lives like I would be like wow she has it all and I do believe that you do knowing you closely but you know I think that one of the things I would love to learn is I know that it has not been an easy journey for you. So could you tell us a little bit
3: about like what it was like for you when you started and what the impetus was for starting philosophy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think your intro to the the show today actually just hits home for me and, and I'll absolutely get to your question. But you know, I think that we just have to be so careful of what we see on social media. Likewise, and thank you for your sweet comments. But likewise, you know, people look at you, and 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 you have this amazing career, and you're beautiful, and all these things. But I think you and I both know, as friends, you know, you know, we have to be careful of building up this this ideal of what we think people have because of social media. Because frankly, it, it's a highlight reel. And and I think that um, you're so spot on on that. So thank you for you know kind of bringing light to that. But. But to answer your question, yeah, I mean, the, the impetus and the, the reason behind, you know, starting philosophy was actually one of my own struggles. Um, and, I, and I think we actually have very similar paths and in, in that, you know, at one point we did really struggle with our weight. And for me, it was starting at the age of um, 14, 13, 14. That was a long time ago, Devin.
2: Um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> we're just <laughs> 20. And I don't know if people ever be saying more, but in Hollywood, you can never be too rich or too 29. So I'm, <laughs> right. I'm 29, and I know you are too. <laughs> yeah, been 29 for a really long time. It's
3: amazing. <laughs> um, so, you know, starting as a teenager, um, you know, there were a lot of things that, you know, young girls deal with. And so one thing, you know, the way that I handled um, stress and chaos in my life was, um, you know, developed a series of eating disorders. Um, You know, it started with anorexia and, you know, transformed into an anorexic, you know, exercise, you know, they call it exercise anorexia, where I would burn off everything that I ate. And I actually really have never talked in detail about this. I just, I have a blanket, you know, the PR statement, I battled Uh eating orders for seven years, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. um, but the truth is, it was so much beyond that. And it, it did blossom into, it's the wrong word, but into, you know, bulimia and went well into my early 20s and, and through college. And it really was through the process of journaling that that I was able to, I was actually forced to, in one of my recovery programs, journal, but I was not allowed to journal my calories, which was like, ah, like for me, I lost that sense of control, but what I did find in the process is what was behind all of it, what was this obsessive need for control, what was this, you know, um, really unhealthy approach of, of looking at my body, and like you said earlier, you know, I have very strong Christian values, and I was also reconnected with, like, you know, my creator and like, God did not create me to be this, you know, so hard on something that, that he created, you know, and, right. and so it was through this process of journaling and I really kind of gained, um, you know, a better insight into my, my thoughts and my feelings. And, you know, that went on for a couple of years and I had my own journals and stuff like that. And then it wasn't until a little bit later, you know, my mid twenties that, you know, I thought, well, if this is something that's been helping me, um, maybe it could help somebody else. And it really did start that simply. You know, they say that all good things come out of a, a, a personal need. And that's how it started um, as far as the actual product. And from there, you know, it was actually, uh, you know, a, a really neat story. I can tell you if you want, but like about how somebody founded it at 24 Fitness. And we kind of, you know, I, I realized, yeah, somebody might buy this, which was kind of an aha moment for me.
2: That's amazing. You know, what's funny. So part of what I love about doing this show is that, I shared here in the first episode that I was actually an Overeaters Anonymous, and I think when people look at either of us, like they would never guess that, and you're right, it's that blanket media statement, going back to, it's kind of funny that I did the intro that I did now. Because it was like, oh, I weighed 200 pounds as a 15-year-old. Push it aside, you know? And, like, the truth is that that involved, as I said is on the first episode, it involved, like, I ended up in Overeaters Anonymous. I ended up in an emergency room, like, in college. Um, I was supposed to go on a spring break trip. And, you know, and, I mean, and then I sort of had the same age journey as you, too. I know you're even younger than I am, but... But it was the same thing. It was like in high school college that I really struggled. And then by the time I turned twenty seven, two years ago or or a lot more than that, um, I you know, had kind of done the same thing gone through recovery programs and done a lot of journaling also, also not about calories or food. Um, and that really did transform. So thank you for sharing that here and being um even i don't I don't want to say honest, but even more honest and open.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the transparency has become easier as I've gotten further past it. But one thing that, you know, I'm actually very honest and and, um, transparent about with the company. And I think it's why, you know, my my customers and, and followers, I actually have a lot of people that, you know, email me directly, message me directly and feel like they can relate because, you know, I have a ton of people that are like, hey. I'm battling, you know, my bulimia again, what do I do? And, and, you know, the anorexia is popping back up. And, and I don't ever, like you said, or I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I have a really big heart for people that struggle because at the end of the day, it doesn't come down to really what you look like. Um, it, it, that is just the symptom of, of a much deeper problem that needs addressed. And so I feel like, you know, I often say that I'm so grateful for my struggle because that's how I found my strength. And I feel like that's the platform and the purpose that God gave me to help other people. And I wouldn't even have the opportunity to do that if I never went through it myself. And and same with you. It's like, yeah, you, you battled something really tough. And, and you know, I think about it like this: like, no, I'm not the only person to have ever struggled. But I do feel like I have a, an ambition and a desire to help change other people's lives like you know, very similar to how you do as well, but just through different methods. And, and I feel like that, um, that heart for that is what can truly help people. Um, I, you know, I never want to put myself on a, a platform and say, <laughs> you know, I, I know how to fix this, but I know how to care.
2: Right. Well, and just for people at home, like for those struggles, you know, we all go through struggles at time to time. And I wish I would have known back then, like what a gift my struggle was. I mean, at the time, it's like, you know, I was weighing myself 28 times a day and I was obsessed with this and I was obsessed with that. And you know, it was really, really tough. And, but now in retrospect, like exactly what you said, it is funny. Now I really understand why we're friends. (laughs) Um, but it it is, it's like when you're going through something, that's the last place that you really want to go, but it's true. It's like, get through this and then use it as a place to inspire. And I mean, I know we've all heard this a million times, but if there's no struggle, you never appreciate, like, I appreciate now that it's it's relatively easy for me. I mean, it's not easy. Like I still have to, it's only easy because I have the tools.
3: Um, Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, so, and then also interestingly, like it really is our mindset. I mean, you know, you had anorexia. I had, I mean, I was, you know, Yeah. right, right. And, And so I was going to say, like, for me, the switch was somebody else, like, trying to kill herself, who was gorgeous. And I was just like, whoa, what is she doing? And then I'm like, whoa, what am I doing, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, you have that wake up moment of like what am I doing with my life and and this is not why I was created and and I, and I think that if you can kind of connect to that um you know and and again I think journaling was one part of it you know my faith was another part of it I had a family that never gave up on me I you know and and I think our very like type a driven personalities um <laughs> we can take that and turn it into something positive you know my goal is like to help people understand that that doesn't have to de- find you and it doesn't have to be the end. It could just be the beginning of something better.
2: Wait, we're type A? <laughs> I, I don't have no clue what you're I'm talking about. about. <laughs> I'm joking. It's so funny. We uh, have to go to, uh, to break in a minute here, but this is perfect. Um, it's a perfect segue because, I mean, you are just a powerhouse entrepreneur. So when we come back, I want to hear about your type A personality uh, and how <laughs> that led to this Awesome empire where you're in Target and all other places.
3: Well, I can't wait to tell you.
2: (laughs) Perfect.
0: (laughs) This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
4: channel. I'm busy, and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best,
0: hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today Voice America Influencers
1: you are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's one 866 472 5795 or send an email to fans at Devonalexander.com. Now, back to Have it all
2: hey everyone we're back with Angela Mader who is the founder of the Philosophy Empire and uh, a <laughs> dear friend of mine you keep laughing it's so funny she's so <laughs> humble too this is part of the other reason I love her uh but we were just talking about I mean come on you're in Target and Walgreens and all these other places and you like work with fortune uh, uh fortune 1000 companies and I mean come on but you know <laughs> Angela's like from a small town and she's sweet and and so she just likes to chuckle when you say something nice about her. Um, but basically, we were talking about how her, well, well, both of our eating disorders led to our careers and uh, we were about to hear how she decided, um, or like, what were the first steps in turning what was your struggle in using your journaling, which you knew you wanted to share with other people, into this big, big conglomeration you now have.
3: Yeah, you know, well, and I laugh because, you know, uh, any <laughs> Anybody that owns a, a business knows that it's um and, and you know this as well that, I mean I don't think of it as an empire I think of it as like I've been doing this 10 years you know and it's it's there's good good times and there are tough times and just like we were talking about earlier everything you see um is, is the highlight reel and so it's it's been a lot of work but I mean I'm very grateful so I don't want to discount that at all um but really I think the the changing you know point for me, was, you know, I, I kind of created my own fit book. It was, you know, whatever, I'm working out at the gym one day and this guy comes up to me at 24 Hour Fitness and he said, hey, um, where'd you get that? And I was like, well, I sell them. Now, mind you, I did not Sell them. I didn't have them. <laughs> I I had my own, and I, you know I had thought about it in the back of my mind, and I had started working on a logo. But you know at this time I was working in the high tech industry. Um, I had just got my first job at an advertising agency, working in high tech, and was making my first six figure job with a four hundred one k. I mean for me at, the, at that time I was you know I, I felt like doing well in my career, but I was very unhappy with you know not doing anything that I was passionate about. And so this guy says to me, he's like, well hey, can I get a couple, my girl my, my daughter is training for, for track. And I said, yeah, how many do you want? He's like two. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll have him Monday. So, you know, he gave me two $20 bills, which I have, um, to this day, <laughs> (laughs) uh, I know and uh, I went home that weekend I printed them out I cut them I bound them I added the little pen I mean I knew exactly what I wanted it to be and so it was then that I realized like if this could help me it can help somebody else and from there you know I had just started my MBA program here at UCI in uh, in California and um, you know it was Through a couple classes, entrepreneurship classes and things like that, that I used Fitbook as a subject of some of our courses. Which of course people were laughing because you know there are people with these amazing inventions, and I'm over here with you know a journal. So, you know, it was through that, that I started a company. Um, I actually started a marketing agency. I I quit my job. My mom wanted to strangle me, Um, started a marketing agency on the side because I knew that if I had my own company doing marketing, which was what, you know, I was good at, um, I could work on this at night. And so it really was kind of a a nighttime job that I really started. And it was just a matter of time that once I landed my first retail account, I knew I could actually close up the marketing company and focus on this full time, but that was back in, you know, 2008 that I started the company and it wasn't until 2000, you know, it was 2011 that we landed Target. So, you know, there were quite a few years of struggle and, you know, not making any money and, you know, really, you know, I was every, I was doing everything in the business, everything from the products, I was doing my own website, I was shipping my own orders, everything um, until, you know, things started to change when we landed Target.
2: Huh. Well, I think it's awesome that people laughed at you in your program, not that I think that they should have, but that goes back to, oh, I, you know, <laughs> like, I wonder how many of those people's company took off or if they just took the entrepreneurship class and... T- t- Spend time laughing at other people when they should have been working on their project because look at
3: you now. Well, and I don't think it was like an unkind, like, oh, look at your idea. But it was like, you know, you, I mean, let's be real, it's an MBA program. You're doing sensitivity analysis, you're doing risk benefit analysis, you're doing, you know, the four P's, you're doing all these like things that I learned that, frankly, I mean, I'm so grateful for my education, but I was also had the benefit and the, you know, the exposure to small business from a young age. My grandfather has owned a business for going on 60 years. My gra- my father, um, we owned a bakery all growing up, which is really funny because, you know, I went from donuts to Fitbooks. Um, but you know, <laughs> I started working in that business at the age of seven and eight. And so I had exposure to, you know, it's not always the best idea that wins. It's who works the hardest. And one thing that I can honestly tell you is, I may not always be the smartest or have the best idea, but I will work harder than anybody else. And and that's at least my ambition and my goal. And so um, I knew that it was like, OK, it, that kind of challenged me, to be honest, Devin, when people are like, are you sure this is going to work? I'm like, oh, it's going to work.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I should tell this story. So one of my books um, I had a whole room of women. Like, I really wanted to be on The View with it. And I had been on Good Morning America at that time. And, you know, when I first signed with my publisher, they were like, rah, rah, you know, we're going to do all these cool things. Well, when we got in the meeting, there was a room of eight women, which I'm like, yay, woman power. Not that I'm anti-guy at all, but I was just like, you know, sometimes like women can really fire each other up. And I was like, I really want to be on The View. And they literally looked at me and they're like, you're not getting on The View. We can't get Martina Navratilova on The View. And in that moment, <laughs> I was like, oh, I am so getting on The View. It and drives you, Yeah. And I got on the view. I was just, you know, and one of the ways I did that was I just kept reaching out to everyone I knew. And I used to do this thing um, where if I wanted something, I would literally make the subject of an email romantic dinner for you and a guest. And then I would say, hey, if anybody knows any of these people and is willing to introduce me, I will make a romantic dinner for you and a guest, Um, you know, just for calling. Like, it doesn't even have to, um, yield anything like they don't have to put me on the show you just have to introduce me so it's amazing how many times I did that and how many times people were like oh my god that'll take 15 seconds I don't you don't need to make me dinner and they would do these things and honestly that's how I got on the view
3: that is amazing
2: (laughs) and I never even had to make the dinner now granted I've given that woman like (laughs) multiple pre like I still to this day that was like I don't know 10 plus years ago and I still send that woman a birthday gift and things like that but But it's just like, it's so interesting because if we know what we want um, and then you offer something to someone else, it's amazing how much people want to help you. Yeah.
3: Oh, and I agree with that. And I think, you know, it's tenacity and perseverance are, you know, and, and asking for help. I think that's actually a great point. Um, but also, I mean, my team kind of, you know, laughs at me. But whenever we're doing anything, you know, I I do not take no for an answer. And it doesn't mean that I get my way all the time. I think a lot of people look at, like, the result and they're like, oh, that must have just been easy to get in Target. No, it was not. Like, <laughs> it's not easy. It's very hard. And, and I don't want to minimize that. But the difference is that, um, you know, some people, you know, you and myself probably included, and I'm not trying to put us on a pedestal, but we're just pretty stubborn, um, which has it pros and cons, by the way, right? Like, in business, it pays off well, you know, personal relationships, maybe not so much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and I mean, I don't know, it's like, I think we're not going to settle for, yeah, yeah. you know, for less than and. I mean, I don't really think you sit there and say you're stubborn and I don't think you're really stubborn. Like, that's not how I would describe it in spending all the time I've spent with you. It's like, you know what you want. You're not afraid to go get it. And sometimes that can be intimidating to people. But on the flip side, it's like, I have never heard you be anything but so ridiculously kind and happy. And like this giggle that you have (laughs) is really, I mean, this is Angela. Like, this is what you get when you hang out with her. And I mean, sometimes she's even sillier, which I love too. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's like we have those two sides where it's like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever the heck it takes. Um, to, you know, I mean, most of my TV shows I got because seven different people knew me at the same time because I dropped off so many brownies. I mean, there were years where yeah. I swear, like, I, I never were I wear dresses now, but I used to wear brownies and I, I mean, wear je- I Wear brownies. <laughs> no, it's funny that I said that by accident because it's kind of true. Like, I used to wear jeans all the time because I would constantly be, like, loading brownie platters in, you know, like, in the middle of Times Square or whatever. And I did brownies on my jeans and it was kind of cute to walk in a meeting with brownies on your jeans but it's not cute to walk in a meeting with brownies on a
3: dress oh I think that's adorable (laughs) yeah and I think it's, it's doing whatever it takes even at the you know even at the knowing that not everything's going to work, but something will, right? Um, and, and and that tenacity and like I I mean, perseverance is one of my favorite words in the English language because there's so much meaning behind it, you know, and so much heart and passion behind it. And I think that that's, you know, the difference or what set me apart when I do meet with these big box retailers and the buyers. I think that, you know, what I've heard time and time again isn't, You know, clearly, I can give them everything I need from a business perspective. I can give them the velocities. I can give them, you know, our sales rates. I can give them success for my customers. I can give them all the numbers they want to hear. But I think what, you know, I've heard in response is like, oh my gosh, you like ooze passion. And I think passion is an overrated word so many times because I think it takes so much more than passion. But I do think that if you lack the passion, good luck.
2: No, it's so funny that you say that because you couldn't be more true. And I say that to people. It's like if you're struggling, if you're looking for that thing, it's like what matters to you that makes you want to be in the middle of Times Square loading brownie platters with brownies all over you that makes you want to run home. And like even when you were saying you bound Fitbook and you did the logo and I'm like, whoa, wait, what? In a couple of days? And I mean honestly I meant to ask at the time like how how much did that look like the fitbook of today
3: um, it's it's funny, every, you know. You know me well enough. Every time we have Fitbook's birthday, um, which is in like August, uh, August, August of every year, we do a birthday party. And I actually did a little photo shoot last year and took pictures of the actual <laughs> real Fitbook. I'm actually in my office staring at it right now. It's actually pretty similar, but you know, I think that the the product has evolved over time. And I think one thing that has changed with philosophy over time is so our products. So while Fitbook was our first product and is still, I call it my baby. Um, you know, we have evolved from Fitbook, which is a 12-week fitness and nutrition journal, and you know, it's kind of evolved over time to now we also have a six-week version that is more focused on healthy habits and weight loss. We have our inspiration journal, which is more focused on gratitude and a whole line of accessory products as well. And so, you know, I, I jokingly tell people like, you know, when I was younger, you're gonna laugh at this, but people called me the donut girl because my dad owned a donut shop, uh-huh. and I started working there when I was seven, and literally until I was 17. And so, people called me the donut girl, which I loved because I loved working there. And I think I actually thought I owned the business. Figure. Uh, but now, you know, people call me Fitbook and is, a, and I remember having an issue with this. I went to like a branding conference, you know, and they were having, um, it was actually Donald Miller, I believe. And he, I, I said to him, I'm like, but People just think I have Fitbook and I have all these other products, you know, and how do I grow? And, you know, I was just, like, frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, Angela, to be known for anything is better than to not be known for any. Like, like, you know what I mean? And I was Uh like, well, you know what? And it's not about being known. Let me me rephrase that. It's because that you know Fitbook has either changed someone's life and I have story after story after story of that and it's like okay you know what I'm just grateful that that little Fitbook has changed anyone's life and so maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to just be known as Fitbook yeah
2: it's so funny the donut did you know that um, my my office dog's name is Donut.
3: Are you serious? <laughs> yes. So every day you can have a donut, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's why It's like, we love them. We don't need them. <laughs> that's um, awesome. so it's kind of funny. Yeah. And then people are like, you have a dog named Donut. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you really got started? Like once you decided you were doing this? Like, what was step number one? Oh, gosh. I mean, I literally... (laughs)
3: On this, I know. Uh, I'm sure you could. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, well, I mean, clearly, I started, you know, making the product and and started sourcing. I mean, literally, I started googling. Like, but I knew exactly what I wanted the product to be, and so that made it difficult because it was hard to find a manufacturer to actually make it the way I wanted. I mean, in the early days, I wanted the pages rounded, but that added like a dollar to each book. And like, <laughs> I wanted, you know, I had my idea of what Fitbook needed to be, and um, you know, I I started making the product clearly but our first production run was just a thousand units and I had them in my like literally in my closet at home and and all the while like I'm going through all this you know I'm I, I'm charging forward as though I'm going to... I had three goals, just so you know, when I started the company, because everything at Philosophy, as you know, is very goal-based. And mm-hmm. so my three goals was uh, at the time were, I, number one, I wanted to be in 24 Hour Fitness. Number two, I wanted to be in Target. And number three, I wanted to be on Oprah. Um, Oprah totally has not given me the love yet, but I accomplished number <laughs> One and two, and you know we we landed twenty four hour fitness fairly early on. We were at the Idea Health and Fitness um, show. I think it was in two thousand ten. I saw a really tall guy with a twenty four hour fitness shirt. Actually, my, my designer and friend Lonnie, who still works for the company, um, she's like, "Hey, he looks important. Go talk to him." Ah. So I walked up to him with a Fitbook, and I'm like, "Hi." Um, you need to sell the Fitbook and I need a meeting with you. And, uh, like three weeks later, I flew up to um, Northern California, had a meeting with seven VPs and we landed full chain in 24 fitness stores or wow. in clubs. And then um, Target, actually, I just hounded, I actually found the name of a designer at, actually, again, my, my designer actually found the name of a graphic designer at Target um, because she was at a local charity. We sponsor a lot of, like, races and charities and stuff like that. And we ended up finding the name of the buyer, and I hounded him. And sent him a little red box. Everything I do, I try to send very, you know, neat. And actually, that's why Kim, our joint friend, um, ended up having coffee with me, who now is, like, a good friend of mine. Um, You know, she was like, I get boxes all the time from people that just want me to talk about them. And she's like, you just sent the nicest little note and, like, a cute little red box. And, like, your product is really smart. And, you know, and so I think sometimes just being authentic and being like, hey, what do you think of this is actually more effective than, like, What's in it for me? Um, So, you know, the target buyer ended up giving me a shot, flew out, had a meeting. Um, We went into 100 stores Um, in February of 2011. We outpaced sales, um, but we were in 500 stores a couple months later. And then by September of that year, we went to all 1,800 target stores nationwide. Wow.
2: (laughs) So cool. And, you know, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you for like walking up to him and asking for a meeting. No, seriously. And it's funny because, you know, we all have heard four million times that it's harder for women entrepreneurs um, than it is for men. And the one thing I will say, and, you know, it's harder for us to get funding and all of that. And you can go down that road and you can look up those statistics until you turn purple. Again, this is like going on Facebook and saying mean things to other people. Those things are not helpful. Um, No. What is helpful is to be as adorable as Angela and is unsuspecting. No, seriously. And like to be able to then have the hooks, but I walk up to a guy and be like, hey, you need to meet with me because the thing is, you know, part of what makes you, you and part of what has got, like, let me get away with things, especially before nine 11, when I was able to just sneak in everywhere Um, I mean, I, you, the number of people that I, quote, stalked and was in elevators with to get what I want, because I, like, figured out who they were and then figured out where they worked and then got in the elevator at the same time, quote, by accident. Um, but if I was, like, a guy who was at all, you know, not, um... I guess, sweet looking, like I didn't, I'm not a threat to anybody. So I can be like, Oh, Hey, wait, you're blah, blah, blah. We need to meet, you know? And I mean, they're just yes. like, Oh, so, you know, while we can, as I said, we can sit around and look up statistics about why our businesses won't work. The truth is there's always a way.
3: I, I, am very passionate about this topic. People are like, I've been interviewed for many um, things that are about specifically about women entrepreneurs. And one question I get is like, how has it been hard for you as a woman entrepreneur, which is such a leading question. Right. And yeah. my response to that is, um, well, I'm, I never considered myself a woman entrepreneur. I'm just an entrepreneur. And so we can look at like all the reasons why it may be tough. Um, but I choose to look at like, you know what, uh, that's just my, my, quote unquote lot in life and i never saw it as a downside and i think if we start looking at like why we're different than everybody else and why things are harder that's going to be our focus you know rather i would look at you know hey here are all the benefits and and i think that if you shift that focus you might see things in life a lot differently
2: absolutely and on that note we're going to take another break but stay tuned everyone because there's going to be a lot more from angela
0: We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
4: What is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making Indie vision radio with host Scott C Brown, the founder of the Indie vision project and Maxit magazine is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity from world health to world peace. You're given a true behind the scenes. Look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world on the influencers channel. Tune in to Indie vision radio Wednesdays at 1 PM, Pacific 4 p.m. Eastern on voice America. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where better help comes into play with better help. I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get BetterHelp today at BetterHelp.com forward slash VA health.
0: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
1: You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Angela Mater, my dear friend and Philosophy Empire Builder. Uh, She's the founder. (laughs) Remember, if you have any questions, you can call in. But uh, in the interim, I am going to continue to drill Angela. (laughs) Um, One of the things, Angela, I know that um, you have heard, because I have been with you when people ask, but, you know, we live in an app world now a little bit, and um, I know the value of FitBook, but what would you say, for people who haven't seen it yet, like, why is it uh, much better, as we all know it is? than just doing an app?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, especially when I started the company, you know, you know, nine years ago, um, I mean, I actually created the product probably 10 or 11 years ago. But when I started the company, you know, there were app companies like starting to pop up, right? And, you know, here I am with a, a journal that comes with a cute little pen, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I kind of had to be on my toes as far as, you know, do I know why this works? And the truth is that every product is as much as we may um, just, you know, create what you'd call like, you know, cute or functional products. Every single product that we create is based on research. And so it was actually a Kaiser Permanente research. And I kid you not, the first day we launched at Idea um, Health and Fitness Conference, Idea World in 2008, um, the study actually came out on the front page of Yahoo, back when Yahoo was like the oh, major no resource. <laughs> I know. And Kaiser Permanente actually did a the largest weight loss study um, to date with 1,700 participants. And they actually had... The, the people either track their, their health and fitness on paper or not. They didn't follow any special diet or workout program or anything like that. And what they found was people that used a journal and actually wrote pen to paper um, lost almost double the amount of weight. Um, in the same amount of time. So the people that didn't use pen and paper lost about nine pounds over a six-month period, and then people that used pen and paper lost um, over 20. And so it was kind of this you know, idea that you can lose double the amount of weight in the same amount of time by writing things down. But I think what's important, too, is understanding that this isn't just about weight loss. Um, And none of our products are like, that's not the goal of any of our products. Our goal is to help you achieve your goals. So some people may want to lose weight. Some people may want to be healthy to have a baby. Some people may want to increase muscle mass. Some people may want to just, you know, get their, you know, cholesterol under control, whatever it is. So it's actually a recent research by Pew Research found that they they did the study watching people who tracked their health and fitness and they found that the majority of people um, who used pen and paper were actually more successful. And they quote unquote said, we found good old pen and paper is pretty dominant. Technology does not play a big role. Part of it is like you were talking about when you entered the show. People are so overwhelmed with so much technology, but that there's almost this—I uh, would say—resurgence of pen and paper. And because we're so overwhelmed by apps and technology, um, there is actually research that shows there is a cognitive function that happens when you take the actual physical act of putting something on paper. And so, was I that brilliant to think that nine, ten years ago? Mm, probably not. But yeah. does it work? Yeah. So if you—if you've noticed though, in the last few years, we've seen. You know, the increase of, you know, bullet journals or like the kind of like the new latest, greatest thing and, you know, paper planners are making a comeback. And so I like to say that at the time I was kind of bucking the trend of what was popular, but honestly, it was only because I knew that it's what works And, and at the end of the day, that's what matters.
2: You know what's so funny? A couple weeks ago, or maybe it was even last week, I had no two weeks ago. I had Wei Hong on the show, and he's uh-huh. a money anxiety breakthrough coach. And he actually encouraged everyone to write things down in the traditional pen and paper way, um, because he said, "Like there's something about that action." And he's Asian, and in that uh, sort of, I don't even know what you'd call it, like just a very um, some people it's, right and. And he does salt baths and all sorts of things that are very ritualistic and, and, um, you know, ancient Chinese secret kind of. Um, I'm not saying this very well at all right now. But I think we get where I'm going. But I just think it's interesting, like two guests in a couple weeks have, you know, brought this to light. And, you know, how can that really help us?
3: Yeah, and I think the other thing is, um, as much as, you know, maybe Fitbook and and a lot of our early products were more about health and fitness, you know, our latest product, the Fitspiration Journal, is really about gratitude journaling. Um, We still do keep a health and fitness component, um, but really, research showing that gratitude journaling is like, it's like a magic bullet. I mean, it reduces your stress, it increases your sleep quality. They found that people that journal gratitude on a daily basis are on, um, on average active, about 40 minutes more. More than people that don't, because you actually are connecting your mind and body. Um, you have better, stronger relationships with people. You have a um, healthier self confidence. All these things just by picking up a pen. And so, every Fitspiration journal, you journal just every day three things that you're grateful for. And I tell people, look, you can buy a Fitspiration journal. Great, I would love that, but. Pick up a sticky note and write down three things you're grateful for right now, and you will actually just shift your mindset completely. It is nearly impossible to be writing things that you're grateful for and be cranky.
2: I completely agree. And I think I've shared this before, but I have this vision of what I want every that I read every morning. And one of the things on there that is the silliest of it is that my <laughs> closet is filled with clothes that make me feel my most girly. And it's funny because you know how sometimes we as women go in our closets and we you know, try on the whole closet because we're in some sort of issue and we don't love something and then we take it off and put it on and take it off and put it on. So I even envision things like that And then um, Larry Broughton, who was on, uh, I think, like week two or three, he also said that when he goes to sleep at night, as he's going to sleep, he goes through everything he's grateful for. And that way, when you go to or when you fall asleep happy, you wake up happy. And I think most successful people that I've met have some sort of practice along these lines
3: oh I agree I mean it's kind of like the the Marie Kondo approach you know in her her book she talks about things that bring you joy right so like I tell people and and I actually should practice this more but like you know if you're if you go in your closet and you see something that you know maybe it's something like you know everyone has the pair of jeans that are like oh I'm gonna totally fit back in those right (laughs) But but the truth is how does that make you feel about yourself right like get rid of them like or put them somewhere else so you're not seeing them so this whole idea of sparking joy I love that that book um, is really the same message as you know surrounding yourselves with things that bring you joy and getting rid of those things that don't and, and finding that inner peace and joy and I think gratitude is a huge part of that.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, as I said, and, you know, people also say surround yourself, you know, you're the sum of the five people you hang around. Oh, most. Yeah. yeah. And again, like you have to be careful. You're not, you know, dumping people or whatever. And it's life isn't all about, you know, your social circle and whatever, like, but, you know, one of my girlfriends is just great at vacationing, honestly. Um, and she's, um, I mean, she knows how to unplug and she's. Um, you know, not type A like you and I, but she's one of the most valuable people in my life by far because she keeps me grounded in that way. And then being around people like you, you know, inspire me. Like every time I leave conversations, even if we're just hanging out at a bar or something, it's amazing how I come back all fired up with ideas or, or things. And, um, and so, you know, people like, I really want people. And I mean, when, when you're hanging around people who aren't eating healthy, it's harder to eat healthy. So just be really
3: mindful of those things too, obviously. And I actually, I I would say, you know, you said something which is interesting, you know, you don't want to go dumping people, but whenever it comes to like who you surround yourself with, um, you know, the five most close people, it doesn't mean that you don't associate with people that are, you know, maybe they're not always happy because maybe they need you, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe they need you. But when it comes to who you surround yourself with on a daily basis, who you go to to, seek counsel, whether it's in your business or your personal life. I think that we should be choosy. I think we should, you know, clean house sometimes because here's the thing. It's not that they're not good people, but it's that you want to surround yourself with people that are going the same place you are. And that's in a positive direction. And so I I think sometimes it's okay to be like, you know what, I'm going to still be kind to this person and loving. And if they need anything, that's great. But the people that I'm going to seek out daily are going to be people that I like the term level up. I, I want to be around people that make me want to step up to the next level. Right. Whatever, whatever whatever that is, business, uh, faith, you know, personal life, whatever that is.
2: No, absolutely. And that's exactly. I you said it much more eloquently, but that's exactly no, where no. I was going. Um, okay, so we we only have a few minutes left, but I would like you to touch on, you know, if somebody has an idea, and they think it's great even if a couple people have laughed at them but they're sure that it's like made a difference to them or could make a difference to other people where would you suggest they start
3: yeah absolutely I think um I get this question a lot um and I actually get a lot of messages like hey I want to start a business you know what do I do and um you know I'm actually working on a actually content for that to help people do this because I think that my calling beyond philosophy is really to help other entrepreneurs kind of you know achieve that dream but I also think specifically um, if you have a product idea it's very different than you know a a service business or you know a coaching business or all these businesses you see popping up Um, one of the things that I think people forget is capital you know, having an idea is going to, you know, be the very beginning. Um, But, you know, do your research. Know what else is out there. Um, Where are you going to manufacture this product? Do some Googling. Um, Find, you know, somebody that does something similar in your space or that you look up to. Ask them to have coffee. It's amazing how many people are like, yeah, I'll have coffee with you. Um, But I think the other thing in that is be prepared. So I've had you know, coffee with people that wanted, you know, my insight on their business and they didn't know anything about me. And it, it's really a respect thing. Like, if you're going to ask right. for someone's time to get their ideas in your business, you come knowing, number one, about them because that's respectful. But number two, come prepared with what you know, um, what research have you done, and put the time in. I think a lot of people see what is built over 10 years' time and they think that it just happened overnight. And the truth is, you know that does not happen. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think also, you know, you have to be careful to to find. I, I would say surround yourself with people that think your idea isn't that great and learn from them. Why don't they think it's great? Sometimes they have better input that might improve the product or the idea. Then surround yourself with cheerleaders, people that are like, "Yes, you got, you can do this. You got this." Um, because you need kind of both those people in your corner. Um, Don't shun the people that don't like your idea because, you know, frankly, you need those people. If I didn't have all those people (laughs) telling me my idea wasn't all that great, well, I needed to know why. And if I could kind of, you know... approach that and, and deal with that, then you're going to deal with that in your customer base as well. At the end of the day, you don't work for yourself. You work for your customers. And so, um, you know, I tell people all the time, business nowadays is so much easier to get started. You know, I love Shopify for getting an e-commerce site up literally overnight. If you're not, you know, on Amazon, you should be selling on Amazon, you know, put them out there. People start buying your product. It's really easy to see early on if you've got a market. But do all that before you sink tons of money, because you know, especially product businesses are very capital intensive. So be smart about cash flow. Um, it doesn't matter how much you know your idea is brilliant if you can't make money. At the end of the day, it's a hobby.
2: Right. Very quickly. So we have three minutes left. First, okay. I want
3: to I want to make sure we tell people where they can find you. Yep. Okay, Uh, our website is getfitbook.com, and we're on all social media outlets as Fitbook by Fitlosophy. And I know that this is well more
2: than two minutes worth of content, but you've mentioned <laughs> capital a couple times. Where yeah. do we begin in two minutes or less? <laughs>
3: oh, gosh. I, I know, I right? I think where I started was, you know, I, at the time, I had an idea for a business. I had a friend who had a little extra money who wanted to start a business with me. And I said, if you want to give me any money, like, I have this idea. And so he was an, an angel investor. So friends and family is a great resource to find somebody that believes in you. At the end of the day, they're going to invest in you. not your idea. And I think he knew at the time that I was a good investment, you know, because I am a go-getter. The other thing is save your money. If you're not willing to put your own skin in the game for your idea, then, you know, it may not be your life's calling. (laughs) Um, It it has to be something that keeps you up at night, that you're willing to sacrifice. You know, I skipped many happy hours because I was passionately working on this business. Um, And I I love the saying, you know, I'm willing to do now um, what others aren't willing to do so that I can live the life later that others won't ever have and it's I said that really poorly but you get the idea (laughs) so you really were working
2: all those nights that we weren't hanging out
3: (laughs) Uh, just like you Devin I know right
2: oh yeah like I'm (laughs) that's pretty funny well you know for those who really want to start businesses I have no like affiliation to ABC or Shark Tank or anything but it is interesting you know to talk to my friends and to watch you know there's so many reality tv shows that aren't real at all and not to say that every word of Shark Tank is or is isn't. But I do think it gives you, you know, the level of prepared that those people are is crazy. And then you do hear, you know, we hear the sharks saying all the time, like, I'm, you know, I believe in you, I believe in you, if you have another product, come back, you know, and it is that it's the people and the passion. And, and same thing with I love watching the profit. So on that note, we unfortunately have to end. But remember, to find more about Angela, go to getfitbook.com. And thanks so much, everybody. You know, if you have more questions, I'm taking them every week. And I look forward to listening to or hearing everybody next week. And uh, Angela, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Devin. Have a great one, everyone.
1: Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.